Amen. Brother Gross turned to me while the uh, Chalmette Gospel Brass was playing. He said, after eating all that jambalaya today, listening to this music, you're liable to get up there and start talking in French. Amen. Well, I sure have enjoyed myself here today. Amen. I think we need to give that kitchen staff a great big hand. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have blessed us. Thank you for your contribution here tonight. First Peter chapter number two, very familiar verse of scripture that I'm going to read to you from. First Peter chapter number two, most of you could probably quote it. I hope you can. Amen. It's a blessing to your life and to mine, but I want to try to be obedient to the Lord here tonight and preach to you what he has impressed upon my heart. First Peter chapter two and verse number nine, the Bible said, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what we're feeling around here tonight is marvelous. Amen. The beautiful light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And oftentimes at camp meetings, uh, one of the major themes that gets preached on is a theme about worship. Amen. And magnifying God. And I thought, oh, Lord, amen. What what does it better than that is to just see somebody like Brother Jimmy. Amen. Dug out of the pit of sin. Amen. And watch how they love and worship and magnify our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, what would put the greatest spark that this camp meeting's ever had, amen, is next year by this time, there'd be a whole front row of all red, hot, fresh, brand new, bucking, snorting, new converts. Woo! You talk about lighting up the place. Mmm, hallelujah. But I want to preach to you tonight. Amen. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to preach in series as Brother Gross so capably has been doing. But uh, I think if the Lord directs me, you will notice a common thread in what I'm going to preach to you tonight. And then again, amen, tomorrow night and Monday night. And I have felt the Lord impress this upon my spirit. And I want to talk to you about a royal priesthood tonight. A royal priesthood. Pray with me together, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We are here, God, to glorify, to magnify the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I love you. I praise you. I honor you. I worship and glorify you, God. Fully believe in your Savior. Fully believe in your God, oh Lord, that in your presence tonight, God, let there be liberty, Lord Jesus, through the preaching of the Word of God. I trust you and I praise you for it, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The mere mention of the word priesthood 
is something that takes all of our minds and our attention back to the Old Testament and back to what is commonly known by all of us as the Levitical priesthood. It was one of the sons of Jacob that was chosen by God. And God had a divine purpose for them to set the pattern or the prototype for what you and I would be today as New Testament believers, full of the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Uh, The Bible tells us that we are a part of a kingdom, amen, of kings and priests, and that the Lord has a special purpose and a work for all of us. The word Levi in the Hebrew, it means the joined ones. And I want you to get a grip on that here tonight as I try to preach to you that there were two very, very prominent uh, characteristics of the Levites that represented uh, them and the full meaning of their name, that they were truly the joined ones. I want you to notice from the beginning the very first uh, attribute or characteristic uh, of them being the joined ones uh, was that they were permanently joined to truth. Hallelujah. They were permanently joined uh, to truth. It wasn't something they were just holding hands with for a while or playing footsie underneath the table uh, and deciding if they really wanted, uh, amen, to go on with it. Uh, They were permanently joined. And the Bible gives us an example uh, in Exodus, the 32nd chapter, where it tells us that the children uh, of Israel had come and now they had corrupted themselves while Moses, their leader, was up inside of the mountain of the glory of God, receiving the Ten Commandments, uh, the plan for the tabernacle, and all uh, of God's design there. And the Scripture said uh, that while Moses was away, that the children of Israel began to indulge themselves uh, under the leadership of Aaron, a corrupted priest that was there given in to the whim of the people given in to the desires of the people and letting them be the ones that rule the show around there I'm glad to be among people uh, and among preachers hallelujah amen that know and understand uh, the role of the ministry uh, amen is they're the ones that tell the church uh, where the straight and narrow path is. Uh, They're the ones, uh, amen, that dictate to the pew. uh, And the pew doesn't dictate uh, up to the pulpit. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it thrills me uh, to be among a 69-year-old pastor uh, that understands and everybody in the congregation knows he's in charge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's in charge. He's, he's going to do what's right uh, in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, and there in the midst of all of this, it's got all uh, of the elements in it uh, that's going on in our world today. Uh, in the midst of the golden calf worship uh, that was going on there, Moses came down from out of the mountain. Uh, I don't believe it was rehearsed uh, or choreographed 
laughed uh, and that it was just naturally going to happen. Uh, but Moses threw out the question uh, to the entire camp that was there. Uh, he said, I want to know something. Uh, who uh, is on uh, the Lord's side? Hallelujah. Who uh, among us uh, is on the Lord's side? Uh, and the Bible said, uh, He instructed them, uh, You come over here and you stand with me. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not planning on preaching too awfully long here tonight. Uh, amen. So you're just going to have to get out the gate with me. All right. Uh, amen. Uh, he said, if you're on the Lord's side, uh, I want to know. Uh, he said, come and stand uh, and identify yourself uh, with me. Uh, and the scripture said, uh, not anybody else uh, was willing to walk uh, the plank with him. Uh, but the Bible said, all of the sons of Levi. Woo! Hallelujah! All of the sons of Levi. They said we're the joined ones and we're joined to truth. We're joined to God's truth. We ain't joined to any of the compromises of this world. We are joined to God's truth. And we're standing with the man of God. And we're declaring it in front of all of our brethren, in front of all of our cousins, in front of all of our aunts and uncles, we are joined to truth. Woo! <laughs> hallelujah! 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 And I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that being joined to truth uh, is a package deal. Uh-huh. I've got enough. Uh, amen. X. <laughs> ex-colleagues of mine, amen, that are my age, that I've set long hours with them in their homes, inside motel rooms, and heard them explain to me, amen, that I'm letting down on this area, but I ain't never going to let down on one God. I'm letting down on this area, but I ain't never going to let down on water baptism. I got news for you, Bubba, the joke's on you. The joke's on you. It's all a package deal. Amen. That come one, come all. It all goes together. You're either permanently joined to truth. Amen. Or you're on the auction block to the highest bidder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to ask here tonight uh, in this congregation, uh, how many of you uh, are permanently joined to the truth uh, that there is only one God? Uh, there is one Lord. Uh, there is one faith. Uh, there is one baptism. Uh, I, even I, am the Lord. Uh, and beside me there is uh, no Savior. Uh, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's what it took back then. And that's what it takes in 1999 to be a part of the royal priesthood of the Almighty God. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. I, I got access to some things that I, I found very, very interesting. Uh, amen. Some old papers uh, from the Assembly of God uh, in 1915. Some old, it was their uh, publication that they put out. Uh, and in this publication, one year earlier, if you know anything about your history, one year earlier, they put out, uh, amen, 168 uh, of usins. Mm -hmm. That's us uh, that didn't believe in the Trinity uh, and only believed that there was one God. Uh, and they put out the preachers uh, that preached that way uh, and thought for sure they had put the lid on it all. Uh -huh. One year later, I read through each of those issues that was there, uh, and I, I found one where the editor uh, of their paper, Ian Bell, uh, a year later, when they thought it was all gone, uh, Amen. Bell, uh, he wrote, and it's Who is Jesus Christ? Uh, amen. The subtitle is Jesus Christ uh, being exalted as the Jehovah of the Old Testament and the true God of the New. Uh, the new realization of Christ uh, as the mighty God. He said, I can say today before God and all men that His joy is rolling in my soul now as never before. As I write, His glory convulses my whole physical frame. And I have to stop now and then and say, glory or oh glory, to let some of it escape. Night before last, as I lay on my bed, I heard the, to the Spirit the sweetest, most soul-thrilling song of the wonderful name of Jesus uh, I had ever heard. Uh, amen. Since I was born. Uh, if people knew what God is putting in my soul uh, by a brand new vision of Jesus uh, and the wonders hid uh, in His mighty and glorious name, uh, they would begin to shout uh, and help me praise the Lamb uh, that was slain who is now beginning uh, to receive some honor and praise uh, but who will eventually make the whole universe, sea, earth and sky reverberate with universal praise and honor to it. You are to live 24 hours out of every day. Seven days out of every week, you are to live with next door neighbors that have come and make up the inhabitants of the cities of refuge that are mentioned in the Bible. He said, yes, you can have a thousand cubits outside of the wall for your cattle sheds, two thousand more cubits outside of the wall for your grazing ground. But where I need you to live, where I want my priesthood, I want you smack dab in the middle of all of the refugees that are running to the city of refuge, needing help. Amen. In the midst of their problems, in the midst of their burdens, in the midst of their messed up lives. You see, my friend, the inhabitants of the cities of refuge were the manslayers who were guilty of manslaughter. And it wasn't all just an accidental thing flying off and killing someone. Some of them had been locked in mortal combat with someone and out of self-defense they had killed a man. 
I don't know how many people you've been associated in life uh, that have been a part of killing a man. Uh, but when somebody has killed someone, it causes uh, a psychological challenge to them uh, like almost nothing else uh, can cause to challenge them uh, to try to get their grips on it uh, and try to live through it all. Uh, and God said, uh, that's where you uh, are to be permanently joined. Uh, it's in the midst of the confused, uh, the displaced, uh, the resentful, uh, the folks that are carrying a lot of baggage, uh, the fearful, uh, the mixed up, uh, the tormented, uh, the ones with all kinds of hang-ups. Uh, amen. Uh, don't get the idea that I chose you uh, so you could simply uh, pat one another on the back uh, and brag on one another. Uh, I chose you uh, because I needed some salt uh, in this earth. Uh, I needed somebody uh, that could be among the needy people and help them to find salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knew that the Levites' natural inclination would be on the Jericho Road when he walked by the man that was stripped, wounded, left for dead. He'd make a wide path around him and journey on on his sacerdotal duties, his functions of being involved in the priesthood would not allow him the natural desire to get involved in messed up lives of messed up people. I'm telling you, we're about to break in to the next millennium. And I promise you, you hear me. I don't know how many sinners you've won to God in the last year, but I promise you, if the days are over of winning anybody to God uh, that's not messed up, uh, that doesn't have all kinds of problems, uh, amen, that their world uh, isn't all cattywampus, uh, amen, and they got problems uh, on top of problems. Uh, oh, but God said, uh, I got a solution. Uh, it's called a royal, uh, a royal priesthood. Uh, they're joined uh, to my truth, uh, but they're also joined, uh, amen, they love what I love. Uh, and I love the sinner. I love them. I love them so much that I gave on a cross of Calvary that the whole world might be set free. And when my royal priesthood gets a grip, not just on righteousness that they will fight for, but gets an equal grip on evangelizing my community, my neighbors, those that are around me that need God, the druggie that's on the street, the prostitute, the one that's all messed up. Brother Alviar was at our church preaching at our anniversary service last year. And there in the altar, came up front to the altar, I'm telling you, one weird spaced out looking creature. And he came up to the altar and 
He was there and his girlfriend, living girlfriend, was with him. And brother, it was a sight to behold. He was being tormented by more demons than you could imagine. And, and he was just carrying on. And I looked at Brother Alviar and I said, what do you think, Bubba? You think they got a chance? Uh-huh. We just stood there and looked at them. He said, well, I, I think she does, but I don't know about him. Uh, I said, man, I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell nowadays. Uh, amen. But the story behind it was, uh, amen, the day before, busy day for everybody. Uh, amen. Anniversary services. Uh, amen. My wife's at the church, uh, and this lady comes running in, screaming, crying, uh, saying, somebody's got to help us. Uh, somebody's got to help us. Uh, my boyfriend's tripping out on drugs. Uh, he's over there. Uh, he's about to kill himself, about to kill me. Uh, amen. Can you help us? Uh, can this church help us? Uh, amen. Is there a God uh, that can help us? Uh, hallelujah. I didn't know where my wife disappeared to. Uh, I didn't hear from her uh, for hours. Uh, I finally called her up on the cell phone uh, to see where she was at. Uh, she said, oh, honey, uh, honey, you you got to wait. Uh, you, you can't wait. I'm sorry I had to drop everything I was doing. Uh, but wait till you see Lucy. Uh, She's going to be in church with us tomorrow. And she told me about the girl coming running up to her. And she said, I spent the whole afternoon with her. I dropped everything I was doing because she was hungry. She was hungry. I know the church needed me, but she needed me too. She needed help. She needed somebody, somebody that could put an arm around her, that could love her, that could hug her, that could pray with her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. uh, Amen. Six months uh, later. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only uh, is Lucy in the church, uh, but John's in the church. Uh, Amen. John uh, is now teaching uh, his own home Bible study uh, to somebody else uh, that he's bringing to God. Uh, I'm telling you, friend, uh, we've got to get joined uh, to more uh, than just truth. Uh, We've got to get joined to be in a city of refuge. Hallelujah! Don't tell me you're a part of the royal priesthood if all you're joined to is the sword and the battle against those that are backing up for truth. You're missing the whole other 50% of the equation. If you're not joined uh, to needy sinners uh, that are begging, uh, hey, I'm telling you, they're filling every bar in this city tonight, uh, crying in their beer, uh, saying, is there a God? Uh, Is there a church? Uh, Is there anything that can help me? Uh, They're crying their self to sleep. And God said, I've got a plan that will take care of their needs. If my priesthood will live day by day to give hands-on help to the residents of the city of refuge, they'll be able to see the love of God. They'll be able to comprehend that they can be forgiven. Let me tell you, every person 
in Louisiana that's ever had an abortion is racking their brain, beating it against the wall, wondering if they can ever be forgiven uh, of killing uh, that seed uh, of a child uh, that God gave to them. Uh, is there anybody that cares enough, uh, amen, to want to help them uh, to see, uh, yes, I found, uh, amen, I found blood that covers, I found, amen, pardon for sin, I found a way for you to get your life together, amen, I found it for you. Brother Adams was here in services, left today, and uh, I say it, he's not here, not trying to brag on him. I've known Brother Adams for several years. Brother Adams has a church today that has grown to about 600 people in his church. And Brother Adams and I got to talking about it. He said, uh, well, we have between 50 and 75 home Bible studies being taught every week. He said, Brother White, you... You're part maybe of a different tribe and amen. We don't we don't have bus ministry or we don't teach home Bible studies. I don't care what you do or don't do. All I'm telling you is you better find some avenue somewhere that permanently joins you to the needy of your city. If you want to claim to be a part of the royal priesthood. If it's knocking on doors or passing out tracts uh, or doing whatever it is, uh, I'm telling you, Pentecost, uh, we apostolics uh, have got to wake up. Uh, we've got to wake up. Uh, we've got to wake up uh, and join ourselves uh, to reaching the lost uh, that needs salvation. Pardon my burden and my honesty tonight, but it's instruments of cruelty to let a drowning man be living next door to you and you not throw out the life preserver to him. It's instruments of cruelty to see a starving man and you have plenty of bread, but you won't give him any of it. It's instruments of cruelty for us to come into a glorious service like we've experienced tonight and say it's all for me. It's all for me. It's all for me. I didn't even think about inviting a sinner tonight. I didn't even think about bringing a needy person. It's instruments of cruelty, Levi us to have what we have and just be joined, amen, permanently to truth and refuse to be joined to the needy that are there. Someone comes to the music tonight. I know we wrestle in apostolic ranks with the great divide of those that major on themes of preaching about the great falling away and those that label anyone a compromiser that dares quotes the scriptures of Jesus that said the harvest truly is plenteous. 
And we think the two scriptures contradict each other. But there's not any two scriptures in this Bible that ever contradict each other. Yes, I believe we are living in the midst of the greatest falling away that has ever happened since the apostolic era. There are more people turning their back on truth uh, and selling out to the charismatics uh, and everything else in this world. Uh, but I'm telling you, God said it uh, and it hasn't changed uh, that there is a massive harvest field uh, of hungry, needy people uh, that are out there. Uh, if we can just lift up our eyes and look upon the fields for they are white already to harvest I admit to you I get emotional when somebody preaches to me about this truth standing for this truth I can't hardly hear anybody preach about it without crying because something emotional moves inside of me but can I ask you a sobering question tonight? When is the last time that you shed one tear for the lost of your city? When is the last time you walked up to an altar and draped your body over the altar? That God, it's not help for paying a bill tonight that I need. It's not help with my marriage or for my teenage kid that's going straight. But oh God, for the lost neighbor, friend, classmate, co-worker on my job, that I have never shed one salty tear Never one time. Because I thought being joined permanently to truth is what made me a part of the royal priesthood. And I didn't realize that I got to do more than hate what God hates. I got to love the lost if I'm going to be a royal priesthood. Stand together. The altars are open. I haven't preached long tonight. On purpose, hoping that you could linger around this altar just a little bit longer tonight. Saying, oh God, oh God, permanently join me to the needy that are needing refuge. Lead us in a song. Oh, to Jesus. Come on, saying to God, we got truth down pat. We love this one God message. We love Jesus' name, baptism. We love holiness and separation. But oh God, our inheritance is among the needy. Among the hurting, among the sinner. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, God. I'm coming tonight, God. I want to join that royal priesthood. 
I want to join in tonight. Oh, God. I've got classmates at my school. But if a derelict comes in with a gun and kills some of them classmates, how am I going to answer to God? I never once, never once join myself to help them, trust with them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come on. Come on, sons of Levi. Come on, sons of Levi. Come on, sons of Levi. You're not a part of his royal priesthood. You don't care for the inhabitants of the cities of refuge. If your church is not a church that's actively reaching, actively reaching, groping. Come on, God's moving. God's moving. We got time to let Him move tonight. We got time to let Him talk to us. Oh, God. The royal priesthood. The royal priesthood. Oh, God. I'm not too busy to stop on the Jericho Road. I'm not too busy Help those wounded Stripped naked Left for dead That's the purpose That's the purpose Of my priesthood Oh God Somebody's got to show them The love of God Somebody's got to show them The mercy The goodness Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I love you. Oh God. Just one teenager. Just one young married couple. Sign up for the royal priesthood tonight. I'm going to do more than order pizza every night of the week fellowship with others in the church I'm going to do more than just sit around and play games it's not just us Levites living in our little quarters enjoying ourselves Master, gotta save my purpose, my 
services when it was over and on the way home I would say you know I think we should have changed this and made it down a little different tonight but I want to tell you I'll leave this place tonight and I feel assured in my heart if I had to do all over again